Want to learn about money in a fun way with people you can relate to? Keep listening to find out how. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Minded MD podcast. I'm Dr. Alicia Taylor, and I'm here with my co host, Dr. Brittany Halford. You can think of us as your money best friends, here to help you build wealth and make good money decisions so you can create the life you desire with more control over your time. But before we get started, we got to pay some bills. Hey, Alicia, did you know that about one in four physicians experience some disability during their career? Yeah, you know what? It's so striking to me, the numbers of how common this is. In fact, that's what happened with Dr. Stephanie Pearson. She was this super passionate OBGYN physician at the height of her career, and then ended up having a shoulder injury during a precipitous delivery that basically shattered all of her dreams, prevented her from being able to practice medicine in the way that she wanted. She then was determined to make a difference for other females. And so she became a staunch advocate for her peers and helped guide them through the disability insurance process. She even teamed up with expert Scott Rabbits. They founded Pearson and Rabbits. It's basically this company that is determined to approach insurance differently. They're physician founded and physician focused which is what I love about the company. Make sure that you visit pearsonrabbits.com today to schedule your consultation with a Pearson Rabbits advisor. So this is our first episode. Think of it kind of as an intro. We always want to make sure that we're starting off with a little storytelling and giving you all a little glimpse into what's happening in our lives. Brittany, I know you're married with two young kids and you work as a hospitalist. Tell us what's going on in your world. So many things, but let's just focus in on my baby, Brooke. She is five years old and she gives me all of the sass. She keeps me in line, but recently I just feel like the mornings have been so tough for me. This girl (laughs) does not like to wake up in the morning and she'll be starting kindergarten soon. So it's like, how do I adjust what's going on in the home so that I can get her up to be happy. So therefore she can go to school and be happy. It's a struggle. I haven't figured it out yet. What about you? What's going on in your world? Well, I don't have kids. And so, (laughs) you know, I'm not struggling trying to wake up a toddler, but I can really relate to Brooke right now because I also (laughs) struggle to get up in the morning. So that's what's going on in my life. But no, seriously, you know, I'm really taking advantage of this time before kids. And I know that a lot of women who may be listening to this probably are like you and have kids and are struggling to balance it all and still, you know, stay sane. And then there are people like me who don't have kids and are trying to really kind of like take advantage of this time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been reading more books. I've been looking into new side ventures. I've been taking on leadership roles at my job. And so I'm hoping that throughout the quest of our podcast that I will be able to talk a little bit more about those things. But You know, I have a question for you. I know that you obviously are married, you're a mom, you got two cute kids, but you also work as a hospitalist, which means, from my understanding, you work seven days on and seven days off. And I am like curious, how do you keep things straight? How do you handle everything when you're working at the hospital? That is a good question. (laughs) So I am part-time. So my schedule actually is a little bit more erratic than the typical seven days on, seven days off. And it's a challenge to manage everything when I'm on and when I'm off because my kids get accustomed to me being home 
in the mornings to pick them up from school, to read them books at night, et cetera. But when you're in the hospital, things are unpredictable. And I'm married to a physician who also has a very busy schedule. Our saving grace has been that we have help who helps us in the mornings. So from seven to 11, we have someone who helps us in the home. Not every day, but most days out of the week, she helps to get the kids together, makes them breakfast, packs their lunches. So that way I don't have to, if I'm bringing work home and I'm doing discharge summaries late or I'm exhausted because there were difficult patients or challenging patients, I don't have to think about, let me make this lunch for tomorrow so my husband doesn't have to make it or who's going to make it or let's make it together. So it just helps to ease that mental load that we often carry when you have two two toddlers who rely on you for almost everything. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a little bit of a glimpse into our life is lifing section, which we know that this is a podcast about money, or at least we're going to talk a lot about money, how to earn it, how to invest it, how to keep it. We think it's also important to talk about how we're managing this whole thing called life and how we're balancing things, or at least, I don't know, trying to handle things. I don't know if balance is the right word between our private home lives and our public careers. But now we're going to get into our next segment, which I'm kind of excited about. You know, this is our segment on money mishaps and confessions. I like it because this is kind of where we get to humanize ourselves a little bit. We get to be hot, which I had heard one time as being defined as humble, open, and transparent. And it basically means we get to tell y'all something about our money mistakes and confessions that we have, basically kind of spill our own business and tell our own tea (laughs) about some of the things that we are maybe not as proud of when it comes to our money. And I'll go first. So obviously there's a lot of things that I'm proud of, but as we're talking about this segment and money mishaps and confessions, one of the things, Brittany, that I have realized very... Obviously, I don't even know if that's the right word to use in that phrase. But anyway, one of the things that I have noticed (laughs) is that I need to keep a lot more money in cash. Mm. And I'm saying this because I don't know if you're this way, Brittany, but I'm someone who has like a very strict spending plan. I don't like to call it a budget. I call it a spending plan. And I have a certain amount of money that I allocate to savings or investing or spending on certain bills and rent or mortgage or whatever. And so there's only so much left in that discretionary spending category for me. Previously, that's been okay. But as I've transitioned to attendinghood, started a new job, I've realized that that may not be sufficient. And let me tell you why. So a part of it is a lot of the other expenses that are associated with being a physician. So as we mentioned, Brittany and I are both doctors. One of the things that is a requirement for, I think it's every doctor for the most part, is that you have to have so many CME credits or continuing medical education credits. And that basically means that you have to kind of keep up with new technologies and advances in medicine. There are also a ton of fees associated with being a physician. So you pay for your licensing fees and you pay your board certification fees and you pay to be a member of your specialty specific organization. You pay a fee to even be able to prescribe medicines or all of these different fees and costs and expenses that I don't think I fully realized before I became an attending physician. Thankfully, my job does reimburse a good portion of them, but it's being reimbursed. It's not being Mm. paid up front. And it's that temporary cash flow problem between me paying quite a substantial sum, oftentimes thousands of dollars up front, and then waiting weeks or sometimes even well over a month to get reimbursed. It's created this temporary cash flow problem. Brittany, have you experienced that? Is this something that you also deal with? So not necessarily when it comes to just our medical expenses, because how we do our budget 
and spending plan is a little bit more lax. I don't know when, <laughs> when you're like doing things with another person, you kind of have to mold the two. So the pay yourself first is really how we operate. Yeah. I have everything on automatic as far as our contributions to our 401k, our 457b, putting the money away for a cash balance plan every single month so that we have enough to spend without being so mindful of our spending. Felicia, the problem that you're highlighting here is one that people get into all of the time. I love that one, we have these money confessions. It's like <laughs> bringing me back to, you know, the early 2000s when Usher dropped. <laughs> love that album. By the way, I just saw him in Vegas and he was phenomenal. I was, yeah, girl. Mm. My husband, we were a little bit farther back than I wanted to be, but. <laughs> That's okay. You were in the building. Like, I was not. You were in the building. I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, that happens to all of us. It's those unexpected expenses or when there's a delay where people are not prioritizing <laughs> your reimbursement as quickly as you expect it to come. One of the ways that we balance out some of those unexpected, like our taxes is usually the unexpected expense for us, is that I put away and automate money going to this tax account because it happens almost every year that we don't expect that we're going to pay as much as due. Yeah. And sometimes we use it like we did for that Vegas trip because we overspent. (laughs) (laughs) Money confession. Yeah, we can talk about that later. (laughs) No. And you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned this because this is kind of getting into our healthcare hustle that we were going to talk about a little later in the show, but I think it might make sense to kind of briefly touch on here is that we're hoping, and this is a a, a prime example of you giving me a healthcare hustle tip of how we can kind of fix this problem. And so if you're somebody listening and you work in healthcare, or maybe you work in a totally different field and you're also having this cash flow problem, because mm-hmm. there is kind of a mismatch between expenses that you're paying for out of pocket for your job and when you're getting reimbursed for those costs, this may be a good solution. And I think what I'm hearing you say, Brittany, is that instead of hoping that it goes away, which is kind of what I'm doing, <laughs> or not being prepared, which is kind of what I did, <laughs> you're saying to basically kind of factor that in and to maybe save a little bit more in advance in a different account that. I can use to maybe allocate for this. And so similarly, and we're going to talk about this in future shows, similarly to how, you know, I have a vacation fund or I have a savings fund or I have a Christmas fund that I use to, you know, save money in advance for things that I'm going to spend on Christmas gifts and things like that, that maybe one of the things that I should also have is a certain amount of money in a healthcare fund or in a medical expenses fund that I can use to maybe pay in advance for some of these costs so that as I'm waiting for the reimbursement, I'm not secretly (laughs) going crazy inside wondering if I'm going (laughs) to... Anyway, I won't get into too much detail, but let's just say I was a little stressed. So (laughs) I think that's a good like healthcare hustle tip. I don't know, Brittany, if you have anything else to add. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things is to think about, we often plan out, like you just mentioned, the vacations, the holidays. If all of the expenses occur at the same time, then that means that it's all hitting your bank account at the same time and any additional discretionary income, it's just going to be hard for you to balance that out. Yeah. So if you have to... <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this on air. <laughs> what do you got to say? Pay? What do you got to say? Just, just spill it. <laughs> okay. You have to pay for some things on a routine basis. 
then to mark those down on your calendar so that you know that, oh, this is an amount that I need to put away from this. And that is not all going to hit you at the same time. That way you can budget in that delay. And now we're going to get into our next segment, which for each episode is going to be like the main segment of the show. Hence why it's named our financial focus. And I'm really excited about this. So what do we have on the agenda for this week's financial focus, Brittany? Drumroll. <laughs> yeah, our, our show. show, our show. So we know that there are lots of podcasts out there, right? Many of them talk about medicine or money or both. We wanted to create something different. As many of y'all know, I was previously on a different podcast. And although I really enjoyed my time there and the people that I was able to meet and work with, I always wanted to create something slightly different. Obviously, I'm a physician. Brittany's a physician. But we didn't want to just talk about medicine. We do enough of that during our day jobs. And you know, we're willing to talk a little bit about it in the opening parts of our show and kind of give you a glimpse into our lives. But we wanted to really have a podcast that was able to talk about something else that we're also passionate about. For both of us, that's helping people, especially women, minorities, non-traditional physicians, the outsiders, learn about money in a fun and engaging way. You know, many of us aren't taught this in medical school. So unless you have a finance background like I did or happen to know the right people or get lucky, you're kind of just navigating this money thing blindly. This is, um, it's huge. When I think about this, especially as you talk about, you know, like who are we trying to connect with? For me, being from Flint, Michigan, money was a topic that we didn't discuss often, but I also saw how money had the control over the decisions Mm -hmm. that we make. And it wasn't until I got married that I started to think about, okay, how is this thing serving me now? And not what is the cost, but what am I going to get in return? And it's really interesting because I had this revelation recently that I now am so comfortable and where we are with our finances that I don't even make my money decisions the same way. And what I've realized is that women, oftentimes because we may have grown up in a family where there was money scarcity, and although we might be making physician money or nurse practitioner money now or therapist money now, that money mindset, that money scarcity still is in our subconscious and impacts the decisions that we make. And unfortunately, women have not had opportunities to practice, so there's a lack of money confidence. So here in this podcast, we want to give you some practical tips, approaches that you can use and apply today to get more from your money and now become a money master instead of giving money all of the control. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree with that. And I think there are so many people in healthcare who feel ashamed when it comes to money. They either feel guilty about the amount of money that they make, or they feel shame around what they don't have that they feel like they should have. There are so many people living paycheck to paycheck despite making multiple six figures a year. They may be unsure how to invest. Maybe they lack confidence when it comes to their money decisions. They have debt that they feel is crippling them. They feel trapped in the jobs that they have and unsatisfied with the careers that they have. Maybe they're struggling to handle all of the responsibilities when it comes to being a physician or being a person in healthcare and also having a family and also having a social life. And they feel like they're constantly pulled in different directions and not quite sure if they're succeeding in either one of them. And- Hmm you know, we wanted to be able to help. This is kind of why this podcast exists. It's 
how can we help you navigate through these changes? How can we help you master these transition points and these inflection points in your life so that you are able to have a little bit more success so that you do feel more confident in your money decisions so that you do have a more positive money mindset and that you can accomplish some of the things that you wish to accomplish. Yeah. Oh, so much good in that. And, you know, this podcast too is for the woman who feels like she's paid off all of her debt. She has her accounts in order and now is looking for ways to leverage her finances or cash flow, not just for the day to day, but to really actually build long lasting wealth so that you can have those money conversations and teach your children about money so that they can manage the money that you give them (laughs) with a decent amount of acumen so that they can leave a legacy behind. What I've also found is that, unfortunately, once we arrive to a certain position, if we don't have other people in our community who are at that same level, we feel a certain amount of fear about sharing our success. And when you don't have those people in your community, you can't be able to leverage what you've built and build upon that even further to have a larger impact. So if you're a woman who now has maybe a million dollars or has a positive net worth, then this is also for you because like, that's where I am in my state. Oh, you're a millionaire. And (laughs) (laughs) let's just stop here because I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask Brittany uh, to borrow a little something, something. And if you're a guy out there who's feeling like maybe this podcast is not for you, hold up. Don't tune out. Um, It is for you as well. We are here for the he's and the she's. Okay. But we are... (laughs) And if you are like me and you're not yet a millionaire and you're like me and you want a millionaire best friend, join this show. Hence why I've decided to co-host it with Brittany, because uh, sometimes, you know, I want her opinion. Other times I might need to borrow a little something, something. So (laughs) I'm just giving you a hard time. Sorry, Brittany. Go ahead. No, that was that was a very welcome break. So thank, <laughs> thank you for that. But basically what I want to say is that there are opportunities in which wherever you are along your journey, you can learn something from this podcast. I'm just really appreciative for this opportunity and to be here. Alicia, I learned so much <laughs> from you. And we're going to give you all of the good stuff and a bunch of laughs, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to make sure was clear is that we're not perfect. We just have very similar goals. We're wealth-minded MDs. We are wealth-minded doctors who also want to make good money decisions. Hopefully you notice the play on words there with the MD, but we also want to help you, right? Uh, We want to help you have the mindset needed to actually build wealth, to make good money decisions, to create the life that you want, a life that you would be proud of, a life that you would be willing to live again. And we want to help you and be your friend as you navigate that journey because we're on that journey with you. So it doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you're on. If you are the newly minted doctor who just graduated from medical school or is about to graduate and you have you know, tons of debt and you don't know how much money you're going to be making in the next few years, or maybe you do know, and that's part of what scares you, whether you're on that end of the spectrum, maybe you're kind of where I am, where you finished your training, you've transitioned into attending hood, and you're trying to figure out how to navigate that. You've got so many good uses for cash in terms of trying to buy a house, trying to build up an Mm -hmm. emergency fund, trying to pay off debt, trying to start investing, and you want some solidarity in that goal. Maybe that's where you are. 
Or maybe you're a millionaire like Brittany or a multimillionaire like Brittany, and you're like, hey, I got the money. I got the cash flow. I need some help on how to do this. Because sometimes people think that once they get to a certain stage that their money problems go away. And one of the things that I've heard from talking to other people is it's not necessarily that your money problems go away. I think your anxiety around money does go down a little bit, but I think that sometimes new problems can arise. And when you have a money issue and you make around the average income, people can kind of understand where you're coming from and people can lend you that sympathy. But if you're somebody who's quote unquote well off, People sometimes assume that you shouldn't have any money problems. And so then it's sometimes mm-hmm. harder to find that solidarity. And it's sometimes harder to even talk about the issues without feeling guilty that you even have them in the first place. And we want to make it clear that we are here for everybody along that spectrum. If you're starting your career, if you're getting ready to transition into retirement, we want to be able to help you navigate that successfully and feel solidarity that you're not on this journey alone. Yeah. That was so well said. I have nothing else to follow up. (laughs) No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, But I wanted to make it clear kind of like what our podcast is about. We also want to be able to create a podcast community. And so Brittany, why don't you tell the people about the kind of community that we want to create here? Here, we are all about sharing knowledge in a way that allows us to feel comfortable, allows us to have conversations as if you're talking to your best friend because we know that that's really where we benefit the most. So in this community, you are called the Wealthy Minds because we want you to also be a wealthy mind and to make wealth-minded money decisions. So we encourage you to join our community to subscribe. And if you want to know about what would Brittany do or what would Leisha do, then feel free to leave us a question in the show notes. Leisha, tell them a little bit more about what we're going to do with our Wealthy Wonder segment. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is start off the podcast with our life is lifing and we're going to get into some money mishaps and confessions. We'll always try to have a financial focus of the episode. Sometimes we'll give you a little healthcare hustle tip. But one of the things that we're both really, really excited about is for this to be engaging and for us to really talk about the topics that you want us to talk about and for us to also help you with some of the situations that you may need assistance with. And so whether you have a question or you want a different perspective on your situation, let us know what it is and we'll help strategize with you. And so, you know, maybe it's you wanting some help doing your backdoor Roth IRA or opening up a high yield savings account or money market fund. Maybe you want to know what those things are. Maybe you are investing in your work retirement account and you're not sure how to invest that money. You want some different perspectives on how to invest it or how much to contribute and whatnot. That's okay. We are more than happy to help you. Send us a question. We'll put a link actually in the show notes. And so no matter what podcast platform you're listening to, you can click the link in our show notes and we'll set it up so that you can type us a question and we'll try to also have it so that you can leave us a voice note on your phone and then drop it in to make it easy for you. But yeah, I mean, we're doctors who are striving to help other doctors and other people in healthcare, other people outside of healthcare with their money because we're all trying to build wealth together. And sometimes it's helpful to think things through with people you trust, hopefully yes, who may also be in a similar scenario. Yeah, so this is a judgment-free zone. Yeah, And what I hear from women, especially like, just women in the community having conversations about money is that they don't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
you're not paying us a single cent <laughs> for this advice. <laughs> so take it or leave it. But what I think the benefit of that is that we have no stake in the game except your best interest in what yeah. we would do if we were in your situation. And because Leisha and I are navigating life a little bit differently, then you can hear two perspectives on options to consider. Then you ponder that, figure out how it's going to fit into your life and make the best decision. But I think because money is a topic that we don't talk about, oftentimes there's no place for women to go to ask these questions. So there's no stupid question. Just ask away. And I look forward to hearing them. Yeah, we look forward to it. So send us a question or tell us about your situation and we'll let you know what would Leisha do or what would Brittany do? All right. And so for our last fun segment of this show, we are going to get into what is it, Brittany? Some fun money, some fun money, <laughs> some fun money. That's it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know what? We're going to tell our editor to make this into a little jingle and then like... <laughs> When we start this segment, we got to play this. All right, it's done. It's done. But yes, Brittany, we are getting into our fun money segment. We know there are lots of podcasts and financial gurus that really focus on getting you to build wealth by cutting back, living frugally, mm -hmm. you know, being mindful of expenses. And those are good lessons to learn by all means. But we also want to give you permission to enjoy your money as well. Because it's not all about denying yourself life's pleasures and who can delay gratification the longest or who can deprive themselves of the things that they desire the most for greater periods of time. It's also about enjoying things along the way. You know, it's when you're able to get those small wins and you're able to celebrate them, it makes life more enjoyable. It makes this money mm -hmm. journey more sustainable when you can say, you know what, I am trying to save or I do have this plan to pay down a certain amount of debt, but I'm also going to allocate some money for myself. I'm also going to give myself permission to enjoy the money that I've earned. Yeah, Leisha, I love that. And one of the reasons why having fun money is so important is it makes it worthwhile. You go to work, you take care of patients, or you're going to work to take care of a family member or something else to pay bills if nothing else, right? <laughs> Nobody wants that existence. We're not here on this earth to just go to work and pay bills. <laughs> so enjoy the life that you have. And when you are striving for a goal to pay down debt or to put money away for your new home, you will be more consistent in achieving that goal if you enjoy the journey. So we're going to share with you some of the ways that we're enjoying this journey of finance. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So Brittany, why don't you tell the people what's something fun that you're doing with your money? I usually am more of a frugal person when it comes to shopping. Okay. I love hand-me-downs. Like as long as it's not torn and it fits me well, I will put it on. Not a fashionista, <laughs> but I will be presenting at three conferences this year. National conferences. Ooh, 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 <laughs> congrats, congrats, excited. congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And I decided that I was going to tap into my resources. My best friends, they are fashionistas. We're not going to talk about how much money they spend <laughs> on clothing. <laughs> but I bought a couple of outfits. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just spent $900. And how many dresses did I wear? <laughs> <laughs> so, but they fit so well. I put them on, like, even when I took them out of the package, I was like, wow, this is heavy. You know, wrapping. like, <laughs> yes, 
fancy wrapping the tissue paper. That's how you know it's expensive. That's how you know. Man, I, okay, y'all. So as you can tell, Brittany and I are in totally different parts of our lives. She's been attending a little bit longer than I have. And uh, I am not yet at the point, Brittany, where I am buying uh, dresses that come wrapped in tissue paper in boxes. But I hope to get to that level someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Alicia, the best thing about fun and spending your money on fun is you can spend a little bit of money and have a lot of fun. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. So let us know what you're doing with your fun money. Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. I'm trying to work out more consistently. So I used to be this gym rat when I you know, was in my 20s. I was a varsity athlete in college and I could easily spend two hours in the gym consistently four or five times a week. That is no longer my life. <laughs> and so I have been trying to motivate myself to be more consistent and to establish exercise as more of a habit and a lifestyle instead of something that I try to do here and there. And one of the fun things that I'm doing with my money in an effort to sort of motivate myself to be more consistent at the gym is I have bought new workout clothes. So I Ooh. I know I got to consult some of my uh, best friends from med school and they've been like, you need Lululemon or you need Athleta or you need, you know, aloe or all of these different, you know, mm -hmm. high priced, high tier workout clothes. And I've tried some of them. I have also been able to snag a few knockoff brands <laughs> from Amazon. And let me tell you, they fit great. So I am excited because now I feel like it brings me joy to put on like these workout clothes that make me look good and make me look fit, even though mm -hmm. I am not fit. And so... <laughs> It's the optical illusion that I'm going for and I'm here for it. So that's something fun yeah. that I'm doing with my money. Fake it till you make it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's all about the mindset. And I especially feel like the mindset is so important with your fitness. So if you feel good, then you're probably going to work out a little bit harder. Yeah, I think so. You know, I started reading this book called Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. You know, I just read the intro, so I haven't <laughs> I haven't delved into the book yet. But what I think it is about is about finding ways to establish good habits and to really understand like the value of that and how sometimes mm -hmm. you have to put yourself in positions to succeed and make it easier to make good decisions. And for me, having workout clothes that I enjoy putting on and that make me look good is something that will make it easier and more enjoyable for me to want to go to the gym. And so that is something fun that I'm doing with my money. Love that and love the book, Atomic Habits. Alrighty, so as we wrap up this episode, this was kind of an intro. We wanted to give you a glimpse into what will be happening with our podcast. As you can see, we won't just have one money topic each episode. Our goal is to break the show up into segments that you can enjoy. And so whether it's our money mishaps, our life is lifing, our healthcare hustle, our wealthy wonders, or maybe it's our financial focus of the week. We hope that you can find a segment that you love and enjoy, and hopefully you enjoy the whole thing. Don't hesitate to subscribe and download any episodes. And also, if you find this enjoyable, if you think this is a podcast that you can find yourself listening to on a consistent basis, please don't hesitate to share it with the people that you know. Definitely. And subscribe to the podcast. Each episode will drop on Wednesdays, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Hello, everybody. It's me, Brooke. I'm recording a little disclaimer for my mommy, Dr. Brittany Halford, and her friend, Dr. Lisa Taylor. Just so you know, they're not financial advisors. Tax professionals, lawyers, or financial planners. Everything you hear is for education and entertainment. It's not strict financial advice, you know. 
So use your best judgment. Chat with a tax professional. And are those other people that you need to talk to? Thanks for tuning in today. Keep cruising on your journey to wealth and wellness. Bye-bye. Now a final word from our sponsor. At Pearson Rabbits, they understand that life can change in an instant. It's hard to imagine that a sudden illness, injury, or catastrophic event could put you and your family in a devastating financial situation. Physician-founded and physician-focused, Pearson Rabbits builds human connections before they create growths, and they're a great company that can help you get the disability insurance that you need. Visit www.pearsonrabbits.com today and embark on a journey of safeguarding your financial future.